Hello, everybody, and happy Monday. Welcome back to the Extraordinary Talk Show. This is Della on January 25th, 2021. So you'll know that I'm speaking live right now, but you may hear this again as a replay next week because my mom's in town and I'll be hanging out with her. Guys, I have a, a great show for you today. Today, I want to condense basically everything I've talked to you about for the last two and a half years into, yeah, it's actually been that long, to one basic concept and idea. I want to help you understand how to change your life. All this time I've been talking about little ideas, little factors, little bits that will help you achieve that. Let's talk about for the next 24 and a half minutes how to make that happen. Basically, simply, you must change your thoughts in order to change your life patterns. As you change your life patterns, your life changes. There's no way to change the pattern that you're on without changing your life. Now, you may not want to change your entire life. You might think that almost everything is pretty great. You might be really happy with where things are in 85% of your life, but there's 15% of it that you'd like to tune up. This will apply whether that's for you or whether there's 5% of your life that you like and 95% that you want to increase, improve, and expand. You must change your life patterns. And in order to do that, you must change your thoughts. It's been said, change your thoughts, change your life. Uh, A lot of different people have said that. And I'm telling you now, but how do you change your thoughts? And what does it mean? How do you change your thoughts? One thing that we know is that we have about 60,000 thoughts per day. But the crazy thing about those 60,000 thoughts is 90 to 95% of those thoughts are the exact same thoughts every day. The same ideas, the same thought patterns, maybe in different orders, but they're all the same thoughts that we have every day. If you want to change your life, you need to change the thoughts that you're having on a daily basis because you need to switch to having the thoughts that you would be having if you were living the life that you wanted. Does that happen overnight? Not necessarily. In fact, this entire process definitely takes time. Here's the warning I want to give you guys. As you jump down this rabbit hole, it's deeper than you think because it sets off a domino effect in your life. You change one idea, one thought process that changes one life pattern. And when you change that life pattern, it shows you other thought processes that you may also need to change. And like I said, it doesn't happen overnight, but over the process of months or even a few years, your life can drastically transform. And I'm here to speak to you from experience. These are the steps that I took not knowing where my life would end up. If I could have five, six years ago looked in my own crystal ball and seen where I am now and the path that my life would be on at this point in time, it may have both delighted, thrilled, or all delighted, thrilled, and terrified me. So you may not actually want to know where you're going to end up, but I would not take any of it back. Change your thoughts. How do you change your thoughts? What do you want your quality of thoughts to be. The core of this is to think for yourself and not let other people do your thinking for you. But again, 
How do you do that? I'll refer now to Vishen Lakiani, a guy who I highly admire. He is the CEO and founder of Mind Valley, and he talks about rules. This is something. This idea and this concept was definitely something that helped me change my life. Rules is short for BS rules. These are the life patterns that you have conformed to, not because it's necessarily the most opt- optimal for you, but because other people have kind of set it up for you. It's the structure that you grew into most of the time. It's cultural, social, personal, spiritual, religious, financial, societal ideas, processes, and beliefs that become expectations, that everybody else is doing it that way, so it just seems like that's the way that you're supposed to do it too. And you may even be strongly encouraged by people to do these specific things. However, upon evaluation of your own life, you may recognize that these things don't necessarily serve you. You can see how, see how they might serve other people, and they may have been a greater service to society in general in the past. However, at this point in time, and at this point in your life, these ideas and patterns are not the best way, the optimal way for you to live. And it's in your best interest to consider the beliefs that you're living your life according to, which then cause the life patterns that you're, you found your life upon and follow your life through. It's time to evaluate those patterns. Now, these could be so many different things. It could be personal choices in your own life. For me, I grew up and was raised and lived most of my adult life in a certain cultural subset, you might even say, based on how I had grown up and based on the spiritual and religious ideas that I was taught. And I had my own ideas along with these things, but there were certain ideas and beliefs that I didn't allow myself to question, that these things were how I was told to live, how I was told I was supposed to be, and I wanted to be obedient and I wanted to conform to that as much as possible, but I didn't fit. I was putting a, a round peg in a square hole and I could smash it in there pretty good. I could sand down the sides, but it just didn't quite fit. And it took me a long time to say, maybe it's not me that should be fitting into this, pe- this hole. Maybe the shape of the peg myself isn't the problem. Maybe the problem is the hole I'm trying to fit myself into. Maybe this pattern and way of life that I've had my entire life from birth to now founded upon, maybe it's not the actual best optimal way for me to be living my life and pursuing my passion and my purpose in this world. And guys, that was not easy to evaluate. And maybe you don't want to jump in that deep. Maybe you just want to figure out how you can change your life to have bigger income or have a better relationship. And you can go with just those things too. But as I looked at whether it be the big things in my life or the little things, such as my eating patterns, definitely something that I've changed in the last few years. I was looking at my eating patterns were based on basically how I'd always eaten with kind of some transformations and evolutions along the way, but a basic level of the same type of quality of food, the same amount of food, typically through my whole life. 
And when I looked at these things, I recognized that some of the foods I was eating were not the most beneficial for my personal body. Maybe those same foods are great for somebody else, but for my personal body, they did not serve me. And even though I had been fed this for dinner as a child, and even though I had cooked it for my family as an adult, recognizing now these are things that are not serving me optimally. How can I increase and upgrade that? And that might be one of the best examples, metaphors that I can give you about how to evaluate the little things in your life to make bigger changes. And it's by evaluating these little things that you change those 60,000 thoughts a day into 60 different thousand thoughts a day. But remember, if you keep thinking the same thoughts day after day, week after week, year after year, your life's not going to change much. If you want your life to change, you have to change the way you think. Look at tradition. Look at all of the things that you have been doing for the sake of tradition, for the sake of routine, because it's what is around you. It's what has the food that has been served to you, whether that be physical food that you put in your mouth or whether that be information that you put into your brain. Is this the best information for you? How can you update your diet of food or thought to make it something that suits you better? And remember that what suits you is going to be very different from what suits everybody else. That's why this matters. I have a good friend who found out that she can't eat tomatoes, that tomatoes just by eating them, even though she enjoys them, they take away her energy. They drain her body. Her body has to do certain things in order to process the tomatoes, which draws energy away from her daily function and into her gut. And she would rather have that energy in her full body daily function, so she gave up eating tomatoes. I still get to eat tomatoes because what's right for her and what's right for me are different. So you cannot blame someone else for making a different decision than the one you make. And you definitely should not feel guilty about making a different decision that suits you better. Give yourself permission to make a different decision that suits you better, even if it's not what somebody else does, even if it's not what you've done in the past. And in doing this, you definitely have to challenge your own confirmation bias because the reason you have these same 60,000 thoughts every day is because you have been taught and told yourself that this is the best and that you are right by doing these things. Therefore, if you change these things that you've been doing, it is an admitting in one form that you've been wrong in the past. And none of us like to admit we're wrong. It hits us right in the gut of our ego. But, and that's why ego really is the greatest challenge and the greatest roadblock to personal transformation. If you think you're good enough as you are, you will never allow yourself to be great. That's the difference of good to great. And that, why, that is why good is the greatest enemy of great. Because if you think it's good enough, you're not going to challenge it to make it great. On your thoughts, you might think your thoughts are good enough, but is your life good enough? Because if your life isn't good enough, then your thoughts aren't good enough either. So how do you change these things? First, you got a question. Look at your ideas, thoughts, beliefs, patterns. Why am I doing this? How does this serve me? Recognizing that you're going to have to challenge your confirmation, that your, your confirmation bias, and that you are going to have to be willing to accept 
that something you didn't know before might be true. Even to accept that something you argued against previously might be true. And something that you have believed and lived your life founded upon might not be your personal universal truth. One tip in all of this that I've also shared with you guys a lot over the last couple of years is trust your intuition. Listen to yourself. Whether you call this your the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, your higher self, your intuition, any name that you give it, listen to it. It's real. Mothers, any mother will tell you they have mother's intuition. I'm a nurse, and nursing intuition is a valid and actual thing. By following my nursing intuition, people's lives have been saved. And I'm not saying I saved them, because I can't take credit for that. All I did was follow a step on my intuition and then another step on my intuition. And maybe all it did was lead me to help someone from falling before they fall out of bed. That has definitely happened. And sometimes it's been being aware and alert right before somebody coded. But knowing what I needed to do in that situation because my intuition spoke to me and put me in the right place at the right time. I can't take credit for that. Other, the only thing I can take credit for is that I was listening. As you are making decisions about how to change your life, listen to your intuition. That will give you greater knowledge, greater truth than anything. I've quoted many times the poem from Shel Silverstein that says, there is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long, I know that this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No preacher, teacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. So I'm not making this up. I'm only encouraging you to find the truth that's in yourself, that's already there. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to challenge what you believe and have a good foundation and understanding for why you believe the things you're doing and why you're doing the things that you're doing. Now, as you make changes, first it's going to be thought changes. You know, I don't like this. Maybe I'll upgrade my diet in this way. And as you're doing that, give it the old scientific test. Create a situation. Say, I think that this would be better for me. Try it out and find out if it works. And if not do something else. I did the same thing when I gave up NutraSweet. I used to have a six-pack diet coke a day habit, but I had a lot of headaches and I had body aches and fatigue. And I read about how aspartame, NutraSweet, was supposedly bad for me. But I also had other people tell me, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. I don't know what you're worried about. The only way that I can know is if I test it for myself. And just like tomatoes for my friend, maybe aspartame is fine for me and not fine for somebody else. I can't tell someone else that they should live their life according to my answers because that's simply not true. So I gave up NutraSweet for two weeks, gave myself a 14-day plan, and I'll admit I had some headaches during that time, but it was within a few days that my energy levels went up. And by the end of the two weeks, 
my headaches had decreased even without my boost of a Diet Coke every time one came on. It was only by testing it for myself that I found out what was right for me. Challenge, challenge, challenge. Said this already, coming back around to it. Like Leah Remini says, if what you really think and are saying is truly all that, shouldn't it stand up to some questioning? If what you truly think and believe is really all that, shouldn't it stand up to some questioning? If you have a question that you cannot answer based on your current beliefs, doesn't necessarily mean that you're even wrong. But it means it's worth looking at. It means it's worth evaluating and and asking for some better, clearer answers. And because you have access to your higher self, you can ask and receive those answers. So as you're changing your thoughts, you're beginning to create new life patterns. Here's another really critical thing. It's not enough to change. You must have an intention set of what you want to change to. And this could be something small, saying, hey, I did want to have hot dogs for dinner, but I think that that's not the healthiest thing for me to have. I'm going to have chicken Caesar salad instead. The simplest little things that lead to the bigger, bigger things. I have, and I've encouraged you to do this, for 2021, I wrote down my own intentions for myself for this year, including how I want to grow and develop on a personal spiritual level, how I want to grow and develop on a professional financial level, how I want to grow and develop on, in my physical health, my mental health, my emotionality, what things I want to achieve, accomplish, experience throughout the year. So, and these are for the year, but there are ways you can do this the same way or different ways where you set your intentions for yourself, for who you want to be. And it doesn't need a timeline. You can create a life purpose, you know, like your me in 30 seconds of I am, because those I am statements, guys, they're incredibly powerful, so much so that I have the words I am tattooed on my body. I am. And you might think it's hard to write an I am statement of what you hope to be in the future, but that's how you get there. That's how you set that intention, by saying I am tall, brilliant, intelligent, correct, charismatic, rich, everything. That is how you begin to change your energy to that. Another really smart person said, you can have, do, or be anything you want. But first, you have to become the person to whom those things can happen. And it is by changing your energy to become that person that you accomplish those things. And you change your energy by telling the universe what you are. I am powerful beyond measure. Saying those things, even if you don't believe it, write it down. Set the intention that that is who you will be and who you are deep inside that you just haven't uncovered yet. Because that's true. It really is who you are deep inside. 
You just haven't uncovered it yet, but you can have faith that it's there and keep digging until you find it. The more you dig, the more it will come out. Let me give you, as some examples, some ways, or I'll read you specifically some of the things that I wrote down for my personal intentions for 2021. I will maintain my personal peace, calm, happiness, and joy, regardless of the world around me. I will continue to improve my mental health day by day, month by month. I will gain and increase my own mental fortitude and strength. I will gain emotional control. I can use my emotions intentionally to affect my current vibration. I'm getting better at this. There's an I am statement. And see that one, when you make your I am statements or when you set your intentions, you want to reach for the strongest, most powerful thing that you can that you can also still believe in. Because if you say, I am a billionaire, a core of you is simply not going to believe that and it's not going to happen by tomorrow because the core of you doesn't believe it. You have to at least start with something that you can have a seed of hope for and maybe even more than that. And that's why I say, I am getting better at this. Not to say, I'm a master at this, which inside I am, I just haven't uncovered it yet. But I am definitely getting better at this. And that is something that I can believe that the core of me knows to be true. And because I have that belief, it has a stronger energy and will continue to grow for me in that direction. I will improve my physical health. I will improve my nutrition, strength, tone, immune system, and overall physical well-being. My body will get younger. Some of these I'm not going to share because some of these are, are personal and, and very important to me. And as, like the Bible says, cast not your pearls before swine. And I, guys, I'm not saying, I'm, what I'm saying is these are my pearls. And you should always have things that are valuable to you that you hold dear that don't necessarily need to be shared with anyone or maybe your closest circle. But be aware of who will appreciate the value of your pearls and who won't. I think Dr. Seuss said, be careful who you share your story with. Some people truly care and some people are just curious, but they don't actually care about you and the process you're going through. Those weren't exactly his words, but that was the idea. I will find happiness, joy, fulfillment, and miracles every day. Things in my life will get better and better. All of my needs will be met. The universe will fulfill my orders of joy, needs, and wants in miraculous and wonderful ways that continue to surprise and delight me. How does it get even better than this? Another way that I highly recommend, if, if you feel a little bit lost, you're like, okay, Della, that sounds great, but I, where do I even go with that? Do this instead. Look up the six-phase meditation. I've talked about this before. It's, again, my friend Vishen Lakiani that I mentioned earlier. He's the one that came up with Brules. This is his meditation. He taught meditation. He's learned meditation. He took the six best ideas about meditation and put them in one meditation that takes about 19, 20 minutes to do. It's brilliant. And in doing this meditation, it will help you clear your past. It will help you find forgiveness for yourself and others. And it will help you set those intentions. It will help you find your vision. If you don't know what your vision is, this will help. 
the six phase meditation by Vishen Lakiani from Mind Valley. It is still my favorite meditation. It's the first one that I started doing and it's still my go-to. I absolutely love it. You can do it every day. You can do it once a week or however often, but doing that meditation will help you clarify what your vision for yourself is. And it will also help you ask for help and guidance from your higher self, from God, the universe, whatever you call it, in order to achieve those things. Here's a couple things that I love to say as part of setting my intention, my intentions. One of them I just read to you. How does it get even better than this? I have that written on a note that's taped to my bathroom mirror. How does it get even better than this? Because I know that it can, but my own creativity and imagination can't even comprehend all of the amazing things that the universe wants to bring me. The other thing that I also love to say is as I'm setting my intentions and asking God, the universe, for things, I say, please let this or something better come to me. Because like I said, the universe knows even better than I do what's correct and best for me. Guys, I'm going to tell you again, this is my favorite thing to tell you. I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but guys, I am begging you to think for yourselves. And that is how you change your life. This is Della with the Extraordinary Talk Show. Thank you.